0: Are you excited
1: to announce best picture oh my. Oh my. and the Oscar goes to... Omega oh Copeland. Yes!
2: yes! Let's go! Yes! Yes! The sweet baby! You are now into Film Go. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? The problem we're trying to
1: solve is that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's
2: 50 feet of crap,
1: and then there's us.
0: This is like our Lord of the Rings and Star Wars of 2021. There is
2: no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor
0: man. I'm officially, I officially do not like this movie. And then the entire rest of the film. I did not. I I wanted to leave every single minute. I
1: say, night. You're fond of me, lobster.
2: Molly, you in danger, girl.
1: Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum pile. You know that? Say it, sir. I'm leaving, people.
2: What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Answer!
1: I loved it. I don't care what you guys say. It was <laughs> great. I loved it. I
2: mean. You are now into. Yeah. Here it is, everybody. Season three. Welcome to Film Co. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, And as always, joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world. We are back. Third season, we killing it. Welcome back, Brandon. Brandon, sir, how are you, sir?
0: And I am good, Phoenix. Like you just said, we are back with season three. It, it, it's odd because, like, I'm not used to doing like seasons. Like we did season two, were like, all right, we'll just kick it off. I'm like, we need to go, like, we need to go in with this one. So, welcome to season three. It is good to have everybody back. We took a kind of a month long month long hiatus, and it was it was pretty satisfying. Got a lot of stuff knocked out that we needed to. Um, but yeah, it is good to be
1: back.
2: Yes, it is. And of course, joining us, Mr. Zach Sneath. Zach, how are you, sir?
1: Man, I'm doing
2: great. I'm so excited
1: free. I feel like so much has happened since then. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's been super busy. So it's nice to uh, get back and talk about some movies with you guys and uh, have everyone here listening with us, um, you know, just enjoying uh, what we have to share and uh, what the community can talk about. So, yeah, I'm super excited to be back.
2: Yes, and uh, you're 100% right. A lot has gone on since we last left. Uh, I think our last review was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And in between that time, we've had Obi-Wan Kenobi drop, Stranger Things 4 drop, uh, Top Gun, obviously, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, A couple other movies dropped. It's been a whirlwind. It's yep. been a whirlwind of things that, that we can talk about, but we're we're scatterbrained right now. We're gonna bring it all together because we gotta talk about Top Gun Maverick.
0: Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell.
1: Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazanski, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir. I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage the expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your
2: captain speaking.
1: Then we're off.
2: Finally, finally. This movie, I think, was supposed to come out in 2020? 19.
0: 2019.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it got massively delayed three years because Tom Cruise and thank God to his credit really wanted this movie to come out in theaters when people were ready to go back to theaters. And thank God he did it. It smashed opening weekend, I think, one hundred and fifty six million dollars, which is which is his highest grossing box office ever, which is kind of crazy to say for Tom Cruise, who's been doing this for 40 years. I I, I don't know, he's been doing it forever, since I've been alive. So uh, congratulations to everybody who worked on Top Gun. Um, I'm gonna kick this off right away. Uh, No spoilers just yet, but I am gonna say something. Uh, I haven't told either of these guys how I feel about this movie. Um, So I'm very excited to let y'all know, this was a banger. This was an absolute banger. Um, I I heard the hype too going in. I was like, "There's no way this Top Gun movie is that good." I I I saw the original Top Gun. I was like, "That was all right." Like, I don't know why. I don't know how the sequel could be better. Man, <laughs> absolute this is, banger.
0: This is going to go on one of those lists that like films like film franchises where the sequel is better than the original.
2: One hundred percent.
0: like I like I want I want to before I dive into my thoughts like I I, I'm this is like the first Marvel movie in a while that the the first non-Marvel movie I'm going to say first non-Marvel movie that has been like selling out theaters like crazy yeah because like even even opening night like I looked at Seeds just every single one was gone and that's not normal no really it's it's beautiful to see because you have normal film goers who who go and see every single release you have people who grew up with this movie and then you have people who you have parents showing their kids the original being like hey we're gonna go see this movie now in theaters it just it just works and you have like as a post like i know everybody uses the term post-pandemic as a post-pandemic movie this is great to have back because this is getting everybody in giving business to the movie theaters again and it's wonderful
2: and it helps that
0: it's a real it, good it, film. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that being said, on to the film. Um, like Phoenix said, it was a certified banger. Um, mm. everybody I didn't get to see it until this past Sunday. And shout out to the cinema chat. Tyler saw it, he loved it. Donovan saw it, he loved it. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm. Um, let's see what I'm in for. And it did not disappoint. So yeah, I'm excited to dive into more plot points when we when we get into spoilers.
1: Yeah, I uh, will say that going into it, I was not really that hyped up about it. I saw the original and I thought it was decent. Like I thought it was supposed to be great, but it just didn't really make it there for me. And man, this one was, was really great. So I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was awesome. Uh, definitely great seeing Tom Cruise back there. And a lot of the original actors, too, who were there was great. So I, like all of them, I mean, that was just that was really awesome. So yeah
2: one of the, one of the things that um I did and uh, I highly recommend everyone do this, so when I went and saw the Batman for the first time, I saw it in IMAX, right, mm-hmm. and IMAX is such an experience, right oh, yeah. such an experience, so I was like, all right, when I go see Top Gun, I'm gonna have to do that again because I feel like I feel like IMAX will enhance that experience. That is the only way to see this movie. <laughs> I mean, you can see it any other way. It'll still be great. But if you see this thing in IMAX, oh, my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> Dude, it's
1: just the shots are so beautiful. Playing in IMAX, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know which one I'm going
2: with. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, it's, it's so good. The sound is so good. The way that it feels. I mean, you literally feel like you're in the F-18s. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's so good. Like I said, it's an absolute banger. I like, I like, I hate, it. I hate that we can't come on here and be contrarian and be like, oh, you know, it wasn't that good. Like, like, sorry. No, it it really was amazing. (laughs) So, uh, real quick, I do want to, I do want to touch on something that I think is, is an interesting, uh, uh, concept because the original Top Gun came out in, what was it, 1987? And something like that. 1986. Yeah. 86. Okay. And we're getting the sequel in 2022. Were either of you like a little bit concerned about this movie coming so late? No. Really? I, I, uh-huh. Okay.
0: How I see it is films who do like films that do direct sequels, they'll either work or they won't. Films that have done like that have took their time and then put out a film like years later do great star wars the force awakens they took a 10-year break from star wars completely
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have uh yeah so yeah you had star wars indiana jones did not do it well tron legacy tron legacy was a banger there you go blade runner 2049 okay. banger top gun did not disappoint in this aspect of waiting to, uh, spending their time waiting and then releasing a sequel because i mean had you released, a, like, a film, what, five, five years after the release and did the same kind of plot aspect that they did with this one, it would not have worked. Like, even if you re- tried to say, oh, 10 years or 30 years or whatever had passed,
2: it wouldn't have worked. It would have been an interest. I don't know if they would have gone with the same story, but I do think yeah. it would have been, I feel like it would have been less, uh, it, it wouldn't have been as special as this. That, that, that's how I put it. It would it would be cool, but it wouldn't be as special as this. Zach, what about you?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I was not worried at all about this movie coming out. Um, I didn't have any prerequisites or any sort of gauge on any reason it would be bad. So I didn't I didn't think it would be bad. I just like I wasn't over, like I thought like I said, I thought the first one was really good. I just wasn't overly impressed with it and I think a lot of that has to do as well like when I'm seeing this movie like there's a lot of context going in to the original Top Gun about American patriotism at that time yeah. kind of towards the end of the Cold War so it's a little different seeing it now it's not as relevant it's not as patriotic to me as it would be to someone who saw it when it was released so um you know I wasn't really like I didn't have my expectations set like super high I was just like okay cool they're going to do a a sequel to this and I think it'll be good. And that's kind of pretty much how I thought. And yeah, going to see it was awesome because I was really blown away with the entire movie, to be honest. So, um, I had a couple little nitpicks, but besides that, I mean, it was, it was really great. I love seeing it. So,
2: yeah, uh, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Um, I was a little concerned only because there was another movie that was 30 some odd years late coming out. And that was, uh, the, the sequel to coming to America, which was, garbage, which was awful. (laughs) It was not good. So, um, that's where my reservation was, was like, Oh, are we really going to do this again? But, uh, no, it it turned out to be, it turned out to be the right time actually to do it, which, uh, which I gotta say is, is pretty cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the right time is, you know, five years afterwards and sometimes it's 15 or 30. So um, this worked out tremendously and I, I can't be happier for it. And I'm just so glad that we got to experience it. All right, so let's do it. Let's go ahead and let's crack that seal of spoilers. Ah! 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 We are talking spoilers for Top Gun Maverick. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen it, now is the time. Take a break from the Film Co. podcast. Go to the theater in IMAX and go see Top Gun Maverick. When you get back, we'll be right here waiting for you with all the juicy spoilery details on the movie. So, that being said, Brandon, why don't you kick us off with your spoiler thoughts on Top Gun Maverick.
0: Man, all right. So right off the bat, I want to talk about the father-son aspect here. Mm. So, in the original Top Gun. I mean, the uh, we we saw how Goose tragically passed away uh, during the um, a failed training um, training, and so the uh, Goose's son Rooster ended up joining the uh, the Navy and wanting to do exactly what his dad did, and so. Tom. Hello. I said Tom Cruise Mavericks (laughs) uh, Maverick had to promise um, goose's wife that he wouldn't let him be what goose was because she didn't want to lose another person. And I just love that. And I just love that arc. I, I feel like I've, I feel like we've just seen that arc a few times here and there, and it'll just come around to them, letting them do what needs to be done. But I just, I love that aspect of it, of Navik trying to be the father figure for, for Rooster that uh, that Goose was unfortunately not able to be. Right. So.
2: Um, yeah, I, wa- I 100% love that aspect. I mean, uh, to me, and maybe this is, like like I just said, uh, this is why the 30 year gap works so, so well, is because we got such an emotional story arc from that that aspect of this movie is you know there's there's some bad blood there you know some serious serious bad blood and uh these are two guys who are basically trying their best to reconcile with what happened and i really like that because i felt in the original top gun they kind of glossed over uh goose's death a little bit like not so like i mean it was obviously an emotional point but it was sort of happened late in the film yeah, and then it was given maybe like fifteen minutes of, of time before, you know, they they just continued on with the film. So I was happy that that Goose's story and that whole emotional arc really got to play out a lot more here.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think Miles Teller was the perfect person to cast for, not even just like just because like visually like facial wise, um, just he just he just he just, he just did a fantastic job. Yeah. I, I love the piece. The P- I'm sorry to keep running you over, Zach. Um, I, I hate the PTSD. I, I don't hate it. I love the PTSD aspect of it where like, you'll see, you see all of them in the, in the bar on the piano playing great balls of fire and you just see Maverick just, just dealing with it. It's just like with like two things here, two things here this past weekend, and just people dealing with the PTSD. You had Kenobi and then you have now Maverick just, looking for like watching on just feeling it man
1: yeah i thought miles teller did a great job um as far as films this year so far like i wouldn't be surprised as of right now if he got nominated for best actor our best supporting actor because like he did literally such a phenomenal job in that the entire thing um he played it so well so um uh yeah, so let's talk about the opening scene because I think we kind of skipped over that. Um so a little fun fact about me is like when I was in middle school, like we had like an uh aerospace engineer come in from Lockheed Martin and talk about all the things he would do as an engineer. And I used to think that was the coolest job was to be able to work for Lockheed Martin. <laughs> and like so like yeah, I, I love like the, the whole aspect of it. I thought it was so cool, all the different kinds of planes. So that opening scene where he flies a Mach nine Lockheed Martin plane, six, <laughs> Mach ten like that, or even further than that, it was like what Mach ten point four or five or something like yeah. that. That was so badass. I loved it. And I saw the little Lockheed Martin logo on there. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, this is cool." So that was uh, that was super awesome to see the plane. By the way, and the, the outfit for that was super cool. And I loved the little bit of humor they threw in there when he walks in the diner and he's like, where am I? The kid's like, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like <an> <laughs> Earth. He's <laughs> just a mess and he's like, where is <laughs> everyone staring at him? That was, that was so awesome. I loved that little bit of humor there. I thought that was so well-timed and that was, that was really great. Um, and then, yeah, like Brandon saying, going into the whole – PTSE thing like it, it you know you go from that to he's now getting assigned orders to come back to top down to teach and we all know he's not really the teacher type and yeah. so it's really interesting to see that it was Iceman who put him there. I thought that was super cool. Um, I really liked to touch that it with Iceman that was very emotional in the movie. I thought that was really great to have him there and to see like after all these years like they are still friends even though Goose passed away. Like that was such a cool, touching moment when they got to me. Um, I really love that moment. So
2: you know, it's funny. I I saw it um, opening weekend. Uh, one of the days. I'm not sure. And when I came out of it, I was like, yeah, that was all right. You know, it was pretty good. You know, I don't know if it was as hype as some people were saying it, but it was, it was pretty good. And then I saw it again. Uh, I want to say yesterday, and um. I saw it with an older crowd. Like you could tell like these, these people grew up on the original Top Gun. And so like certain moments just hit so much stronger that second time around because of just having that older crowd with us. Um, you, you speak on that the, the opening moment where he's trying to fly that, um, he's flying the Mach 9 and they're, they're testing it for a Mach 10. And you know, like the guy tells him, he's like, you know, you don't have to do this. It's still, you know, still time to turn around. He goes, yeah, but I know what will happen to everybody if I do. And like that moment hit my audience so hard because everyone was sort of like in that same mindset of like, yeah, this, you know what I'm saying? We know how things change. And that means a lot of people will be, will, will, will be lost. And it was just, it just hit them so emotionally, that small part and like therefore it hit me even harder and then when it got to um I don't want to I don't want to jump into that because that's so that's such an emotional beat but like when it got to Iceman my crowd was in tears <laughs> like like my crowd was in legit tears and I was just like no nah, y'all ain't gonna get me like that Mm-mm. <laughs> but yeah it was it was a it was a great freaking moment and they like on top of Everything with, with Rooster, then everything with, uh, with Ice Man. you had some really great emotional moments. And I want to bring up, because I don't think I've heard anybody mention this, John Ham, yes, man, I do this good. <laughs> like yeah. John, John Ham is an amazing actor, and he's just so good at playing like an antagonist. and he was, he was so perfect. He was such the perfect fit for this movie. Uh, in just the way that he challenged Maverick. It was it was great stuff. John Hamm always done such a great job.
0: Honestly. <laughs> I, I love John Hamm. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what it is with John Hamm. For some reason, every single film that John Hamm is in, recently, it's my favorite film of the year. <laughs> 2017, Baby Driver, starring John Hamm. 2018, twenty eighteen, uh, Bad Times at the Air Royale, starring John Hamm. Top Gun Maverick, spoiler alert it's my favorite film of the year. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Dude dude's dude's really good. <laughs> like he's really really good. He was great here. It's just so many great moments. Um and I love that because in the original like there wasn't really an antagonist. I mean, you kind of had Maverick and Iceman sort of you know getting in each other's face or whatever, but it was mainly out of competition. It wasn't like someone trying to hold the other one back. It was just a genuine genuine competition. Um here it was like no there's there's opposing forces and and it's not just John Hamm's character it was also the changing times like Ed Harris who also does not get enough love <coughs> uh who was amazing as Admiral Kane in this movie. Um you know it's talking about how they won't need pilots anymore. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's an aspect of the film that I think really should have been explored a little bit more. But I also think, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, like it it was great, but I feel like it if if we'd explored that more, we wouldn't have had a great human story at the at the heart of this. You know what I'm saying? Between the pilots. But that's just me. But yeah, I I, I do think that aspect of, you know, using drones. And and how that's changing the uh, the the Navy and in and Top Gun and all of that is a very important aspect. I wish we could have seen more of, but maybe in another thirty years. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, I I, like you mentioned. I love how they're bringing that up because they could have easily just had like just kept it as a period film of just oh hey Tom Cruise hops in a jet and flies around Uh, no consequences whatsoever. But like I love how they're. In, in um, incorporating today's technology, we like, hey, yeah, we are phasing you out. Yeah, where where people don't have to eat, sleep, or take uh, pee breaks or anything. Yeah, I I love that aspect of it because, like, even just in today's technology, even even like cashiers and stuff, everything things mm-hmm. are going automated. McDonald's are having the 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 self serve kiosk thing and all that, so it's definitely a thing coming out of just them phasing out people and swapping out with technology i'm going off on a tangent but back to <laughs> back to the film yeah um him getting put back on top gun is was great because you had him uh fighting himself whether he's going to do it or not and that leads us to the love interest of the film and uh of him going to see penny at the bar and I don't know if you guys know that wasn't the same love interest from the original.
2: Uh, yeah. Obviously, you, you, yeah. Uh, no disrespect to Kelly McGinnis, uh fantastic actress. And she was great in the first Top Gun. I loved, loved their interaction. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I thought Jennifer Commonly was a great choice. And I love their, their love story, actually, in this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I thought, like, the little playful banter that they had at the bar where he has to Buy drinks for everybody. Then his car gets declined, and they toss him out. Like this is great stuff. And then of course the next day they find out he's their instructor. Mm -hmm. It was like it was cool stuff. I I dug it. I just thought it was a really cool thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that I I liked that uh, that that thing of just her rules in the bar about like cell phones on the table, and yeah, not being able to pay the bill just (laughs) throw them out. for me, I, I didn't see the reaction of them being like, oh, hey, we just took this guy to the bar. I know he's our instructor. I think that they know of how, like, how, I guess, word of mouth his name is in the Navy, specifically Top Gun.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I think they were just, they're like, oh, wow, this is who our instructor is going to be. Especially, I mean, especially Rooster, but that's a given.
1: But, I mean, everyone else. I like Hangman's reaction when he walked in the class. <laughs> oh so great another great bit of comedy one that he's I threw him out the bars and he turns around and see that's his instructor that was that was hilarious oh yeah uh, i really love that i i love the uh just the boldness that he gives his maverick like it is so so good and it's funny too at the same time like when he talks about the manual and he's like okay see this is you guys know all this? And they're like, yeah. They're, he's like, just throws it straight in the trash. He's like, Great, your enemy knows it too. And like mm-hmm. the instru- other instructors are just looking at him like, man, this guy is crazy. And yeah, <laughs> that was really
2: great.
0: Yeah.
2: That's, yeah. that's one thing I will say for Tom Cruise. I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I don't know what shooting was like. I'm sure it was a hectic uh, schedule. But like his ease of which getting back into the role of Maverick, I mean, it's like second skin. Uh, And he just, you know, came right back in. Amazing. You would think 30 some odd years after doing this movie, you've done a hundred mission impossible films. You've been in a ton of other things, but you know, putting on that, putting on that jacket, I guess that does it. And you're right back in Maverick. Um, But yeah, there, I want to talk about this cast for a little bit. We talked about a few of them, John Han, Ed Harris, uh, Jennifer Colony. They're all great. Uh, I want to talk about the 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 team, the the fighter pilots that they get, uh, Phoenix and Payback, Fanboy Bob. Bob, <laughs> yeah. Bob great. Yeah. I, I love I love the
0: I love the reason they gave him that nickname is B O B Baby on Board.
2: Ah, ah, ah. I did not know that.
1: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> I literally did not know that. I was wondering. I was like. Are they gonna give him a new name? Like I was thinking, he's gonna get like Skyhawk or something. Something that would just be cool. It's like no, we're sticking with Bob. (laughs) But that's hilarious. I did not know it was was Baby on Board, but that's freaking hysterical. Um, yeah. But these guys are—they were all great. And I like tremendous shout out again to Tom Cruise. He—he's so committed to everything being authentic in his films. He. He created the flight program that all of these actors had to uh, endure and practice, so that they could be actually flying these 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 jets.
1: So I mean, that's I read,
2: an incredible.
1: I read an article. So, but the thing is, is that so they rented these from the military at eleven thousand three hundred dollars an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, they're their budget. Yeah. Yeah, that was like their entire budget. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. I read an article on it, and apparently they were not allowed to touch the controls at all. Like uh. all the things, they are not actually touching. They're not. They cannot touch those controls. Um, Dang!
2: Not even for eleven thousand three hundred dollars an hour?
1: <laughs> I
0: mean, okay. Geez. So think of it like this: you're renting it for eleven grand. Think about oh, how okay. much happens if you destroy it.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, That's- they're. Tom Cruise is not a trained pilot. <laughs> he sits I mean, he might be Maverick in the movies, but he's just Tommy you know The only, I mean, he, I mean, he does
0: know how to fly because, like, at the very end of the film, when he's in that the, the little, the little travel plane, that's him flying. That is but I mean, might. as far as like military grade, no aircraft, yeah, no yeah. way.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no. Let me be clear. I'm talking specifically military grade aircraft <laughs> right right I that's not tom cruise so he, he makes it look really good though we have to <laughs> get that yeah he makes it look better than i think anyone else can make it look so i'll give him give him props for that so, so
2: i want to talk about one of my favorite scenes was um him uh training them in dog fighting and uh you know, like if, if he shoots down one of them, they both lose. It's two on one. And if he shoots down one of them, they both lose. And whoever loses has to do 200 push ups. And he just spends like the next five minutes just dogging everybody. <laughs> like everybody's doing push ups. One of my favorites is like, I think uh, Rooster's doing push ups. And a couple of the other guys come around and they start taking a selfie. <laughs> they're like, yeah, because they're about to go and train it. And then like he dogs them, of course. And then they're doing push-ups and then their guy's like it's all fun and games. You're just taking that selfie. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's what that's that's something that I love is just they have they take the time to have that kind of not emotional connection, but just they take the time to loosen up the, the, the cast, the characters, where they're not just serious the entire movie. They take the time to loosen them up, show that they have like a humoric side, just add character to them. It, it's great. Um that scene actually when I went to go see Dr. Strange in IMAX, I saw it the second, I saw Strange in IMAX, my second viewing, and they did a little Top Gun preview for the IMAX. And that was, that was what played that entire sequence.
2: Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, And that's just like, not just the humor aspect of it, but like the, the camera work in this film. I mean, the, the, Listen, the Oscars are a long way away. <laughs> they're a long way away this year. Um, but I think, like, it's a long shot. I think it's a real long shot. But I think editing, I think this movie has a place in when it comes to the editing conversation. Because these dogfighting scenes, I mean, they're so impressive. Like, just wow. in terms of the camera styles, the cuts, the, the the visuals it's so so impressive what they do like jumping from inside the uh, inside the the jets outside to the side of them you know there's one scene where both him and rooster are circling downward it's so many impressive takes in this I'm just I'm just I'm blabbering but like like yeah like I, I think there's a room for this movie uh, to see some some awards consideration.
0: So far this year, uh, it's a toss up for sound design for me as far as just things I think that are worthy this year, the Batman and this. Yeah. So yeah. it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a tough fight between the, uh, between Top Gun Maverick and the Batman. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Both of them might not even get nominated. Both, I hope yeah, that right. doesn't Happen.
2: But... <laughs> it's a long ways
1: away. I still yeah. think every, everywhere all at once Has a good shot of getting nominated for some things.
0: I, I still think it does too. Definitely editing. As far as sound goes, I'm not entirely sure. No, I'm not
1: saying sound. No, yeah, sound yeah. In general. That's been, that's been a really great movie too this year. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole, yeah, I mean, so let's see, where do we leave off? I mean, okay, here's where I want to nitpick and I know everyone here is really going to disagree with me. Huh. I know, I already know you guys will not agree with what I'm about to say. And that's so, <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, I love Rooster and Maverick having this father son connection. I love that they reconciled. Um, personally, I was really hoping Maverick would die in this movie. I'm just saying that's an unpopular opinion. I just think. <laughs> Would have made it that much more emotional because I was this close to getting like emotional and I just never got there and, and then I, <laughs> and then when I thought he's dead I'm like oh and I felt like it was cheapened by the fact he's still alive that pissed me off so <laughs> okay I okay like, right.
0: I agree but disagree with you let me let me just explain I fully I fully thought he was gonna die too with how they were setting it up they were like oh if I don't I come back to this would
1: have been their send off for him. I mean really how many more top Gun movies are they gonna make you know what I mean like they yes they could but like does it need Tom Cruise in it you I don't know? I mean I don't think that's you know what gonna, I, mean? like, I don't
0: think that's gonna happen though here's the way I see it is every film that's come out recently of just like people reprising the roles or if, if that's the term for it of just returning to older characters Han solo um, who who else (laughs) Logan Logan yeah Han Solo Logan um there's a couple of other roles but they all in the returning roles they die and I'm glad they broke the trope of that happening of them just returning to do a film and just be like hey yeah we're gonna have this awesome film we're gonna bring it back and then we're just gonna have them freaking die at the end
2: you know what I am I agree with Zach the first time I saw it, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, they could have, they could have killed Dalton. They could have killed Maverick. You know what I'm saying? It would have been, it would have been a great emotional moment. I think it would have been a really strong thing to do. It would have been brave. It would have been crazy, but it would have been a strong thing to do. Uh, The second time I saw it, I was like, oh no, no, you can't kill him off. And you know why? Because I feel like Maverick has earned the right to die as an old man (laughs) like like after everything he's he's put himself through every risk he's taken he's defied orders and and everything to the max like this is a guy who needs to die in his bed at 90 years old next to his beautiful wife and grandchildren you know what i'm saying like he's earned that so like while i'm like sure you could but you shouldn't (laughs) like
0: yeah like i mean plus to add on to that this was maverick's final flight uh, anyways with the navy like he, they all agreed on that like even even though he he did this wonderful mission where it was where is a success a success sorry i think ultimately their plan was to was to just hey we're going to have him do this final mission pass the torch off be an excellent instructor to these people prove that he can do it and then just have have him retire and just continue to be an instructor or something.
1: Here's what I think would have made it better for me. And this is just me. And I know there's nothing you can literally do to change this. But mm. I would have rather them, okay, don't kill him off the first time when we think he's dead. But have them reconcile after he goes to find him, And when they're about to be blown up, instead of having someone else save them, I would have preferred his ejection seat not to work for... for roosters to work and have it. I thought that was a cool moment but not cool but you know what I mean like it would have been it would have been like very emotional I don't know so that's my nitpick I kind of like I I'm glad, like obviously like I know it's a movie like a whole step on I me mean, one but like uh I just think that it would have made for like a really I don't know, emotional, grades send off, and I felt like I was cheated out of that. I, don't know. I, was, I was expecting it. So,
0: what did you lose by Maverick li- when uh, living?
1: I didn't cry, man. I lost. No man cried, damn it.
2: See, uh, it, it got me. It got me two times. Uh, with uh, the first was obviously with Ice Man. That was just. That was just incredible to see. Like, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Val Kilmer's documentary uh, that he put out last year, basically uh, discussing his condition, um, where he has—I I forget what the disease is called—but it's the thing that keeps him from speaking. And um, oh, oh, is that that was real? Yeah, that was real.
0: So, oh wow!
2: Yeah, so like, I—I um, I really did not even expect him to be in this movie because of that, and the fact that he was in it. I was like, okay, but then he was typing, so I was like, oh, okay, that's how they're gonna play it. But then when he actually started to speak, I was like, oh, wow, it's like because I know how much that that it, like it hurts him to speak. So uh, I just thought that was a, a fantastic thing that they put in the movie, and uh, yeah, it kind of it got me a little it got me a little choked up. Um, yeah, the the other moment actually, <laughs> I don't even know why this made me cry. But it was just so cool of a moment that I was just so impressed with is when it's looking like it's over, right? They're out of guns, they're out of missiles, it's one more F8 or no G five plane coming at them. It's over with. And then it gets shot out of the sky and then freaking hangman comes through the smoke. I I cheered so freaking loud <laughs> in my <What>? theater. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, ours did too.
2: I was like, oh, that was like, and it was crazy because I was like, I should have figured that out that that was going to happen. But when it happened, the way it happened, it was just so cool. Just so well shot, so well done. You had the music rising at the right moment. It, it it got me emotional, man. I'm getting emotional talking about it. Like, it was just such a cool thing to, to have. I loved it. I, I loved it.
1: See, I had a feeling like, I don't know, like, see, I was like, okay, Hangman's gonna come save them, I and mean, that's exactly what happened. And I was just like, of course he saved them. <laughs> like, I, to me, I wasn't that shocked, so it didn't really have that same emotional effect on me. I was like, I was like, all right, you guys got me once. All right, they're not gonna die. I know they're not gonna die. <laughs> they're gonna find some way. I bet it's gonna be Hangman because he's been waiting there patiently to, to do something. I bet you're gonna complain like literally as soon as I thought that a few seconds later, there and, it is. And, and see, like,
2: here's here's what here's what I loved, right? Cause and, and and like and again, I'm right there with you after my first viewing. I was like, eh, that was predictable, all of that. But when I watched it again, I realized how well they played everything, right? Just in terms of setting everything up. Uh you have this tension between Hangman and Rooster. You uh you have this tension between maverick and and john ham and you know they they finally pull off this miracle of a mission which i love the way that they described it and then maverick gets caught up he saves rooster gets shot out of the sky dude's asking can i go and they're like no we're not losing anybody today it's just it rises, it all builds and you're like, oh my God, what is it? Like they built that tension so well, so, so well, that by the time we gets to that moment, it just, it just, it just had the ultimate rousing effect on me. That, that, you know, and maybe like, like I said, you know, uh, some people will see it and probably be like, oh yeah, that's totally predictable. But I just think the way that they played it was so incredibly well done. Play yeah. I agree.
1: One other thing I will say, like, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not saying this was, like this. This was a really, really great film. Like, I, I did love it. Like, I'm just saying those are a couple of things I wish that could have been done maybe a little differently. It just would have made it like perfect for me. But, um, what was I gonna say? So, I will say, like, I really, really enjoyed Hangman as like a, um. Minor antagonist. I thought like he was really good at that. He's really good at playing this mean character like from basically the beginning. Um, I don't know the actor's name. I thought he did a really great job though.
2: Who? Hangman.
1: Hangman. I really liked Hangman.
2: Yeah, Hangman was great.
1: As a character. Yeah. He was.
2: He was a great character. And like I thought I would hate him because he was kind of like a snob. <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, he reminded like a, me
0: of he reminded me of Iceman from the first
2: Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, but like he was he was a kind of worse than Iceman. Yeah, he was actually worse. <laughs> like he was worse than Iceman. He <laughs> was actually worse because I'm like that idea of like leaving your 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 wingman and just hanging off like bro. That's that's kind of a that's kind of a dick move. Like okay, <laughs> but I I did like his character. I don't know why. It was he was very charismatic. I was very drawn to him um and i think he yeah he he killed it man he was a really good he was a really good dude uh in the end eventually <laughs> i do want to say so i do have one complaint uh and it was bigger when i first saw it the first time but it 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 i've gotten i, I didn't care as much the second time but um one thing that i was noticing was it was a lot of like it was almost too many Easter eggs sort of throwbacks to the original movie for me, like, especially like towards the end, um, you know, they they got to recreate that moment when they when they come home and everybody's cheering. And then the two guys are in the middle shaking hands like they Uh-oh. did in the original. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a little bit of a retread there there was a couple of other moments where I was like yes that's straight out of the first one obviously Rooster playing um uh Great Balls of Fire I'm like okay yeah we get it you you know his dad did it in the beginning like like it was a lot of that like when I first saw it it really kind of like ruined the experience for me because I was like uh, of course we gotta do you know remember this from the original like I was like it was a lot of that so but it, it calmed down on my second viewing, but I did see that 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 was kind of like my major complaint.
1: I mean, yeah, also, if also never like if you're well. First of all, you should never see Top Gun Maverick and not have seen Top Gun. That's just stupid. But <laughs> if you do, just go see Top Gun Maverick. Those moments are confusing a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, this doesn't really mean anything to me. It's, you know what I mean. So I get where you're coming with that. So yeah, I, I don't have any more thoughts personally.
2: I do. Uh, what was it? Let me see. Um, I want to talk about the mission. The mission itself. Yes. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I would have forgot about.
2: Yeah. it. That like now I don't even remember what the mission was in the original Top Gun. I have no clue what it was. It like, wasn't. It wasn't.
1: It was just. Oh, right.
2: It was just. It was just them training to become pilots. Yeah. So like this one actually had a mission that I was like, hey, this is pretty interesting. This is this is a pretty this is not easy. Like the mission that they have to do, they have to go through this like snake ravine. They gotta like dive over a, a mountaintop, reorient themselves, shoot down something at a at a certain angle, and then oh, get no, out at a, a steep climb. climb right
1: yeah (laughs) of the ground
2: yeah
1: (laughs) i'm
2: like get Uh, out of a steep climb and then fight off you know uh all the missiles all the missiles that are coming at them fight
0: off passing out too
2: and fight off yeah fight off passing out they gotta
1: be yeah yeah
2: yeah. so i'm like too like This was such a crazy mission. I I love that they
1: made it so real, too, right? Yes. Like, there's so many movies where they're just like, oh, cool flying, right? Right. This actually was like, oh, actually, there's a G-force factor, and then this is how radar works. And then Mm -hmm. if you go up too high, this is what will happen, you know? And how do you deflect? Oh, you have to use the flares on the plane. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so much more than just... It, it was really well thought out about how they execute it like they would mm-hmm. execute it in real life. And it just made it so much more realistic and enjoyable for that reason.
2: I 100% agree. Like, to me, the the mission is what makes this movie so good, right? Because that mission seems incredibly impossible. And it's such a stress test for not just, you know, Maverick and the other admirals, but also for the recruits and for you as an audience member watching it like dude, how, how are they going to do this? Like, you know what I'm saying? They like they're having trouble getting through the snake ravine alone, and that's not that's like step 1 like mm-hmm. of the mission. There's like 19 other steps after that. So I was just like it was such a great thing and I think it's like a huge amount is uh devoted to this movie, to that just them trying to get through uh this mission and and training on it. I, I
1: loved everything about that. Yeah. Well, loved everything. I, one of the coolest things I, I thought was, it reminded me, I don't I don't know the story, full, like, I, I don't want to ruin the story fully, but I do know that there's a point in time where, like, I thought this was cool that they kind of did the same thing in this movie, where it was said, like, you can't run a mile under a certain amount of time, and everyone thought it was impossible, and then mm-hmm. one guy did it, and then, like, soon after that, another guy did it, and then another guy did it, and it was mm-hmm. all within, like, a very short amount of time where it mm-hmm. took years and years before it's because like once someone else saw that someone could do it they believed in themselves enough to do it and that's the same kind of message it showed here i thought that was so cool that they like told no you can't you're done teaching and the fact like he's like well they still think it's impossible i'm gonna show them it's possible by doing it myself like that Mm -hmm. that was fantastic yeah yeah great
2: you just brung me to what i was gonna say uh, which is to me the best scene in the movie, which is when they ground him. He's like, "Yeah, dude, you're you're done. I'm taking over," and you know, saying you're you're pretty much done because all you've done is show them how they can't uh, do this mission. And then he comes back, and he not only does it, does it in less time. Like that whole that whole sequence where he's going through the ravine, and you see him in the in there actually going and turning the turning a plane left and right and stuff and shaking it. And he finally completes the mission and gets all of that. Like, listen, who who did the score in this movie? It was, it was, was, was Hans Zimmer the, the, the uh, composer for this film?
1: Um, Let me hold, hold, please. I should not. Hold, please. (laughs) Anyway, I got you. Uh,
0: Yeah, Hans Zimmer.
2: It was Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer's score and During that scene, I mean, it's post pounding. Like, cause it's just like how like this mission seems implausible. It seems literally impossible. I think one of the characters says like, "Is this mission even possible to to successfully get done?" And like he goes through it, and it's just the way that they build up that those moments. It crescendo so well, and a satisfying finish when he finally hits the target. And it shows them that it can be done. Like, I, 100% what you just said, Zach. Like, just showing someone that they can believe in themselves and then they can do it. I, I think it was I think it was just so incredibly well done. So to me, that was the best scene in the whole movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely agree with that. That was my favorite scene as well.
2: Yeah. I do want to say, because um, they spent a lot of time on it, the, the shots and angles that they got in this movie in the sky, just yeah. beautiful, just beautiful. There's one shot in particular when he's in the in the Mach 9 plane, the Lockheed Martin plane, oh. and he's like curving across the sky. Oh, we it's, it's so pretty. It's so well done. And especially if you see it on an IMAX screen, <laughs> I cannot tell you how good that thing looks on an IMAX screen, man. Um, but yeah, I just think it's amazing. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm really curious to know final ratings for you guys. Zach, what are you giving Top Gun Maverick?
1: I am giving it a four and a half out of five.
2: Mm. All right. Solid, solid Brandon. I'm
0: going to have to go with a solid five. Um, as far, cause there hasn't been much out recently that has been like, oh yeah, I'm just going to immediately give it five stars. This was one of those films where I'm like, okay, yeah, this was an easy decision. I can give it five stars.
2: Yeah. I'm going to tell you, when I first saw it, I was like, that was a solid three and a half. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was a solid three and a half. After seeing it a second time, I am right there with Brandon. This is a five-star movie. Uh, yeah. I like. I, I think somebody had said uh, probably in our cinema chat, that this was this was their th- this is their number one of the year, and I was like, what over the Batman? What over everything, everywhere, all at once? Are you crazy? No, they're not. Um, yeah, this is this is my number one film of the year right now. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is that good? I think it's so fantastic. Like, it's one hundred percent better than the original Top Gun like in every single conceivable way and it's it's just that much it's it's in my opinion the best film of the year right now yeah so no no questions asked i freaking loved it cannot wait to see it again <laughs> like i've already seen it twice i'm i'm well i'm definitely going to see it again uh i love it yeah 100 percent. so that's Five stars from me and Brandon. Four and a half from Zach. I mean, I think that's a ringing <laughs> endorsement for I'll, time going back.
1: I will have to say I have, like, three movies above it. So wow. that, Two of them are Indian. Can I, t- can I guess? Oh, no, never mind. Nope, two of them are Indian. One is definitely everything ever all at once. <laughs> um, I, I love the concepts displayed in that movie because yeah. it challenges so much. Um the other two are Indian films. Um, and I'll talk about those in a second. We can kind of get into that in our what's good segment. So
2: <laughs> so there you have it. Have you guys seen Top Gun Maverick yet? Please let us know what your thoughts are, what your rankings are. You guys to let us know at film code pod on Twitter and at Instagram. So uh let us know your thoughts. And we are gonna move on to what's good. So, what's good, what's good, what's good. What's good? gentlemen, uh, uh, Zach, you seem to be chomping at the bit. You got some recommendations for us? Oh, absolutely. I'll uh,
1: I'm just gonna give one because if I want anyone, to, I don't, I, I want anyone to see any movie, it's this movie. Um, If you go on Letterboxd, it doesn't have a super high rating, but I think it has, like, under a 1,000 people who've actually, like, logged it, so that's why. Um, For me, it's a five-star film. It's a a film called Dawn, and I don't want to say too much. Um, At Phoenix, I think you would love this because it's actually about how this guy got started as a director and Mm -hmm. everything he had to overcome in India and what the world wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. So, like... It's, it's a really, really great movie. I don't want to give away anything about the plot because when you see it, you think it's just a fun movie, but it's so much more than that when you, when you realize what's happening. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, Don, go check it out. It's D-O-N. Um, it might still be in theaters. I'm not entirely sure, but if not, I do believe it's partnered with Netflix and it should be coming to Netflix soon if I'm correct. So go check
2: it out. All right, Brandon, what do you got?
0: Man, I am I have to go cliche with something kind of newish um, Released a few weeks ago. I'm going to have to go with Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, I grew up watching the Rescue Rangers TV show. So hearing that they, I, I didn't know they were going to do a, a film until they released a trailer for it. My God, that was awesome. There were a lot of just like random like references to other projects and stuff that I'm like, how the hell did they get the rights to do this? Because for a Disney movie, they had both Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network references in that. I'm like, are you what? How? 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 how did you do this?
2: That's awesome.
0: So yeah, what's good for me is Chip and Rescue Rangers.
2: That's a, a great one. Okay, no, um, oh dear, oh dear. I don't know how to type. Okay. Um, I am recommending a movie that I love, uh, adored and, uh, just recently saw, as you guys know, uh, we're recording this, uh, at the end of May, but it will be June by the time I, uh, uh, we get this, uh, episode out, but, uh, we I was doing 31 days of animation and animation for uh uh for our Twitter users and and Instagram users uh and uh so I was watching a bunch of animated films uh this month and one of the ones that I'm recommending is a fantastic film that I I thoroughly enjoyed uh which is The Iron Giant uh directed by Brad Bird, uh, sensational film, uh, it's literally one of the few five-star animated films uh, that I can think of. It's uh, just a beautiful story about a boy and his robot, you know what I'm saying? And and just the town that they're in and what happens to this family in this, in this town during this time. It's so well-constructed, so well-animated, and it's just a sensational film. So if you have the chance check it out uh that's don chippendale rescue rangers and the iron giant so let us know what you think of those films and uh yeah uh can't wait to hear your thoughts on those guys all right so that being said uh gentlemen we will not have we are our, our code word will return next week so, we are going to get on the pot of here guys. Uh Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir.
0: You guys can find me at F A N T A S M I C ears over on Letterbox to check me out, go uh, check out what I'm watching. And thank you guys again for listening. Excited to go on with the uh, with season 3. Excellent.
2: And Sorry, where can everybody find you, sir?
1: Yes, you guys can find me at Z Sneaks uh on Letterbox and you can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneed. That's Z-A-C-H-S-N-E-A-T-H.
2: Excellent. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Reviews one That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under P.A. Cloudin. And as always, please follow the show on Instagram and on Twitter at Pod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.